Michael Reed on LMFM. Let's uh, go to uh, the phones. Labour councillor P.O. Smith is on uh, the phone. And good morning, P.O., and thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, a relatively sensitive uh, situation to talk about at uh, the Sunhill Nursing Home. Uh, we've been hearing reports of how staff had been working in the home and continue to work in the home after being tested positive for the virus. And you have a particular interest in this. Morning, Michael. Yeah, nice to talk to you. You too. Uh, yeah, I have, mm. uh, uh, in the sense that my mother was is in Sunhill and was diagnosed with COVID-19. And uh, it was just to give kind of a family perspective in regards to how we experienced what happened in Sunhill. And I have to say, from our experience, it's been largely positive. Uh, my mother was diagnosed on August 20th. And, uh, you know, we got a co- contact from Sunhill on August 20th, oh, sorry, April 25th, which was a, a Friday and we were told that she was negative. And then on Saturday, we got a call and we were told that she was indeed positive. And uh, so the, that following Monday, you know, uh, Deputy Monster was on LMFM yeah. explaining uh, what she understood to be happening out there. And I made a few inquiries. And uh, basically what I found out was that there was staff and uh, uh, residents suspected of having COVID-19 in the seven to ten days previous to April 20th, and that Sunhill had contacted HICWA and uh, uh, the HSE and that staff were off at that time. Uh, in regards to uh, the tests that were done on, on the 20th when my mother was diagnosed, uh, the, the full results of those tests didn't come back until 12 days later. And just like my mother was initially told that she was... Uh, free of COVID, uh, so were other staff told the same thing. And then the next day they were informed that they had indeed got COVID-19, as my mother had. I think one of the key things about the whole experience was the fact that uh, many residents and a significant number of staff were showing no symptoms whatsoever. Mm. And probably people would never have known that they had it, uh, other than the fact that the HSE conducted the, the test on the 20th, uh, which is a scary thing when you think mm-hmm. about it. Uh, now, what, I, what we found out was that when the staff were then told that they had it and uh, they were given the option of working on the finish their shift or going home, uh, I think the majority of staff stayed on and finished their shift. And I think they did it in protective gear. And uh, we were told that was a decision that was made by management on the basis of the fact that there was a lot of patients, a lot of residents there who needed care, who were immobile and who needed help in relation to, uh, you know, toiletry matters or indeed feeding. And it was a hard decision to make. Now, you can, some, I would agree with the decision that was made. Uh, Other members of my family would disagree with it. I think it was a hard call either way. Uh, But I think it signifies the the really uh, difficult task it is to keep COVID-19 out of of nursing homes when people are asymptomatic. And... uh, the testing regime is not up to scratch and that's not to do with the Norton home that's got to do with the state Okay, but uh, whilst you agree with the decision, you concede yourself uh, that uh, the management of the nursing home knew that staff had posted, p- tested positive uh, and suggested to them that they could decide themselves if they wanted to continue work on that Friday, as we understand it, and again on the Saturday morning. Uh, and under those circumstances, that would have been a breach of the public health guidelines, which would suggest that people were being put at risk. Uh 
Well, my understanding was it was. I didn't know that it was two days. I was told it was one day, and I was told that the uh, Hick were well informed about it, and uh, so was the HSE. And it was under they, you know, they, their guidelines mm. weren't breached. Funnily enough, and I, in fact, an, an interesting thing I found out too about the HSE is that uh, they are bringing some of their staff back early. You know, so for example, uh, one of the guidelines was that. You have to be five days symptoms free since your last symptom after 14 days. And a lot of staff have been brought back early under controlled conditions because of the fact that the HSE uh, have have suffered significant losses in terms of staff to COVID-19 in terms of absenteeism. Uh, so guidelines, you know, are guidelines, mm. I think. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think it's uh, five days since your last fever. Uh, uh, Is it, yeah. or, or 14 days since uh, the symptoms presented. Uh, and I stand to be corrected on that, but that's uh, my understanding of yeah, it. Yeah, well, you could be right about five days yeah. since the last fever, but I think mm. the HSE are bringing people back two or three days instead of the five days uh, under control conditions. So even in those circumstances, you could argue that the guidelines have been breached but mm. that's the reality. That's what's that's what's happening due okay. to the fact that well, they are because I mean the guidelines are the five days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, okay, so, uh, but uh, you, you you give a particular insight to it uh, because uh, of uh, your mother's condition. But uh, I suppose uh, two things to conclude: your mother has recovered and she's well again. Yeah, she has recovered mm-hmm. and she's well again. Uh, we were she was facilitated with a with a phone by her bed. We were in contact with her every day. Uh, we were able to go out to the window and and, and kind of you know talk in, in into her. Uh, the staff were very good and very professional in that regard. And uh, uh, there was 42 people from what I can gather tested positive. One, unfortunately, has passed away. The majority have uh, little or no symptoms. And mm. a significant minority have absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. Mm. You know, which is extraordinary given the fact that we're told consistently, and, and it is true that COVID-19 mm. has, a, has a very negative impact on people 70 years of age or over. Uh, but I don't think we're told enough about the people who are in that age group who actually mm. make a full recovery, you know. Yeah. I think that's important mm. to kind of balance that story out as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm conscious uh, that we're talking uh, about a nursing home resident uh, and I'm not sure if you want to profile your mother, but uh, I would say that I heard yesterday of a 93-year-old who, who had the virus and has recovered. I've heard of a number of elderly people and nursing home residents for that matter who've uh, recovered from the virus, uh, but it goes to show I think that no matter what your age is, uh, there's a, a very a uh, good chance that you can recover and probably will recover in most cases. Yeah, my mother's 86 and she would have had heart conditions and mild diabetes. And uh, in fact, I think it was about three months ago she suffered a minor stroke as well. So uh, I think just to give people kind of hope and perspective on things, uh, it's, it's a, a, an awful disease. It's mm. a very mysterious type of disease. Uh, but it just goes to show that despite having all those underlying conditions, uh, people can still come through the other end of it. Yeah. Okay, Pia. Glad your mother is well, and thank you indeed for joining us here this morning. That's uh, Labour Party councillor Pio Smith. Let's uh, briefly go back uh, to some more of the calls. What else have you got there, Marie? Yes, attracted was in touch, and I know we're going to be covering this next, Michael, just in relation to pubs uh, reopening earlier than what was given, if you like, that the August date, uh, these measures that they're putting forward. She says she has nothing against the pubs opening uh, six weeks earlier. Labour councillor Pio Smith is on uh, the phone, and good morning, Pio, and thanks, uh, 
uh, for joining us. Uh, a relatively sensitive uh, situation to talk about at uh, the Sunhill Nursing Home. Uh, we've been hearing reports of how staff had been working in the home and continue to work in the home after being tested positive for the virus. And you've a particular interest in this. Morning, Michael. Yeah, nice to talk to you. You too. Uh, yeah, I have... Mm. Uh, uh, in the sense that my mother was is in Sunhill and was diagnosed with COVID-19. And uh, it was just to give kind of a family perspective in regards to how we experienced what happened in Sunhill. And I have to say, from our experience, it's been largely positive. Uh, my mother was diagnosed on August 20th. And, uh, you know, we got a co- contact from Sunhill on August 20th, oh, sorry, April 25th, which was a, a Friday. And we were told that she was negative and then on Saturday we got a call and we were told that she was indeed positive and uh, so the, that following Monday you know uh, Deputy Monster was on LMFM yeah. explaining uh, what she understood to be happening out there and I made a few inquiries and uh, basically what I found out was that there was staff and uh, uh, residents suspected of having COVID-19 in the 7 to 10 days previous to April 20th and that Sunhill had contacted HICWA and uh, uh, the HSE and that staff were off at that time. Uh, in regards to uh, the tests that were done on, on the 20th when my mother was diagnosed, uh, the, the full results of those tests didn't come back until 12 days later. And just like my mother was initially told that she was uh, free of COVID, uh, so were other staff told the same thing. And then the next day they were informed that they had indeed got COVID-19, as my mother had. I think one of the key things about the whole experience was the fact that uh, many residents and a significant number of staff were showing no symptoms whatsoever. Mm. And probably people would never have known that they had it, uh, other than the fact that the HSE conducted the, the test on the 20th, uh, which is a scary thing when you think mm-hmm. about it. Uh, now, what, I, what we found out was that when the staff were then told that they had it and uh, they were given the option of working on the finish their shift or going home, uh, I think the majority of staff stayed on and finished their shift. And I think they did it in protective gear. And uh, we were told that was a decision that was made by management on the basis of the fact that there was a lot of patients, a lot of residents there who needed care, who were immobile and who needed help in relation to, uh, you know, toiletry matters or indeed feeding. And it was a hard decision to make. Now, you can, some, I would agree with the decision that was made. Uh, Other members of my family would disagree with it. I think it was a hard call either way. Uh, But I think it signifies the the really uh, difficult task it is to keep COVID-19 out of of nursing homes when people are asymptomatic. And... uh, the testing regime is not up to scratch and that's not to do with the Norton home that's got to do with the state Okay, but uh, whilst you agree with the decision, you concede yourself uh, that uh, the management of the nursing home knew that staff had posted, p- tested positive uh, and suggested to them that they could decide themselves if they wanted to continue work on that Friday, as we understand it, and again on the Saturday morning. Uh, and under those circumstances, that would have been a breach of the public health guidelines, which would suggest that people were being put at risk. Uh well, my understanding was it was. I didn't know that it was two days. I was told it was one day, and I was told that the uh, Hickwell were informed about it. And 
so was the HSE, and there was under they, you know, they, their guidelines mm. weren't breached, funnily enough. And I, in fact, an, an interesting thing I found out too about the HSE is that uh, they are bringing some of their staff back early. You know, so for example, uh, one of the guidelines was that you have to be five days symptoms free since your last symptom after 14 days. And a lot of staff have been brought back early under controlled conditions because of the fact that the HSE uh, have, have suffered significant losses in terms of staff to COVID-19 in terms of absenteeism. Uh, so guidelines, you know, are guidelines, mm. I think. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think it's uh, five days since your last fever. Uh, uh, is, is it, yeah. Or, or 14 days since uh, the symptoms presented. Uh, and I stand to be corrected on that, but that's uh, my understanding of yeah, it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you could be right about five days yeah. since your last fever. But I think mm. the HSE are bringing people back two or three days instead of the five days uh, under control conditions. So even... In those circumstances, you could argue that the guidelines have been breached. But mm. that's the reality. That's what's, that's what's happening due okay. to the fact that... Well, they are, because, I mean, the guidelines are the five days. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know, okay. so, uh, but uh, you, you give a particular insight to it uh, because uh, of uh, your mother's condition. But uh, I suppose uh, two things to conclude. Your mother has recovered and she's well again. Yeah, she has recovered mm. and she's well again. Uh, we were... She was facilitated with a, with a phone by her bed. We were in contact with her every day. Uh, we were able to go out to the window and, and, and kind of, you know, talk in, in, into her. Uh, the staff were very good and very professional in that regard. And uh, uh, there was 42 people from what I can gather tested positive. One, unfortunately, has passed away. The majority have uh, little or no symptoms. And mm. a significant minority have absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. Mm. You know, which is extraordinary given the fact that we're told consistently, and, and it is true that COVID-19 mm. has, a, has a very negative impact on people 70 years of age or over. Uh, but I don't think we're told enough about the people who are in that age group who actually mm. make a full recovery. You know, I yeah. think that's important to kind of balance that story out as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm conscious uh, that we're talking uh, about a nursing home resident uh, and I'm not sure if you want to profile your mother, but uh, I would say that I heard yesterday of a 93-year-old who, who had the virus and has recovered. I've heard of a number of elderly people and nursing home residents for that matter who've uh, recovered from the virus, uh, but it goes to show, I think, that no matter what your age is, uh, there's a, a very... A uh, good chance that you can recover and probably will recover in most cases. Yeah, my mother's 86 and she would have had heart conditions and mild diabetes. And uh, in fact, I think it was about three months ago she suffered a minor stroke as well. So uh, I think just to give people kind of hope and perspective on things, uh, it's, it's a, a, an awful disease. It's mm. a very mysterious type of disease. Uh, but it just goes to show that despite having all those underlying conditions, uh, people can still come through the other end of it. Yeah. Okay, Pia. Glad your mother is well, and thank you indeed for joining us here this morning. That's uh, Labour Party councillor Pio Smith. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.